2: Mr. Shanklott. But the reality is... They don't know, man!
3: I've been looking forward to
2: To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today,
1: I'm not an idiot.
2: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by To The Top Talk. We're here with your break from all the high-resource-five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We're trying out something different this season, so if you would like to sponsor an episode of To The Top Talk, we've got two left in 2022, you can do that now. Go to tothetoptalk.com and click on the link that says "Sponsor an Episode of To the Top Talk." Join me now, Southern Miss Black Ops Tailgate Legend Jason Bailey.
0: Greetings and salutations, fellas! Glad we're knocking this thing out on Sunday night. Have the whole week to kind of, you know, get ready for the weekend, but
2: fire it up. Let's do it. And the Wizard
1: of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. I usually don't do things today, um, like I don't drive a car or work or go bowling, but I made an exception to do this podcast today. Outstanding.
0: I was wondering if the thump was
2: going to come in there. And and so it did, making exception. Words,
0: words before the thump, it's throwing me off.
1: you got to change things up every once in a while, Jason Bailey.
2: (laughs) Big news today for uh, Southern Miss football. The bowl destination for 2022 was announced, and the Golden Eagles are heading to the Lending Tree Bowl, which takes place at Hancock-Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, Saturday, December the 17th, 2022, at 4.45 p.m. Central Time. That game will be broadcast on ESPN, and we will be taking on the Rice Owls of Conference USA. Um, you know that was one of the ones this week that that kind of started to sneak into some of the projections. Uh, Rice five and seven on the year. There weren't enough six and six teams to qualify, so the APR for Rice always extremely high. So they're going to be one of the first teams to to get one of those five win slots, and they did so take uh, to uh, match up against the Golden Eagles. In Mobile, first impressions of this game, guys.
0: Well, I think we all kind of wanted to be the spot that we went to. I remember talking about that last week. I don't know, you know, playing a 5-17, and seven team, that's, that's, it, it, it's going to happen to somebody. And we were 6-6. Six and six. It's not like we were, you know, inches away from going to the Rose Bowl or anything. So um, I, I, I like it. I like that it's drivable. Um, I like that it's on a weekend. Like this mid-afternoon, if you know, if you want to go down the night before for all the festivities, which that's a really cool thing that they do with the pep rally and the parades and all that, um, you can, um, you can make it a three-day deal, or you can just go down and back, which is probably what I'm going to be uh, doing. So, I like it. Uh, I, I, I like that it's a winnable opponent, and, um, you know, damn sure better win it. But, <laughs> but I, I like all of those other things for sure.
1: And I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Shane. I, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, the proximity uh, works out great for for everybody in in the Hattiesburg and coast area. You're you're right there. I looked into flights today when it was announced and to fly from Raleigh to Mobile is like uh, just shy of eight hundred dollars right now. So I won't be making this one, boys. Um, I, I tried some different. Different days around there, but uh, 800 bucks is a lot to drop on plane tickets at Christmas time, uh, especially when you got a spoiled ass little kid. So <laughs> uh, I will be like I did for most of the season, and except for when I brought my bad luck and rain to the Hattiesburg with me, be watching from the comfort of my couch. Uh, I will look for you in the crowd.
2: So the Rice Owls, like we said, five and seven on the season, started off a, a little bit stronger than they finished the season. So let's go through their schedule. Five and seven. First game was a loss to number fourteen USC, sixty six to fourteen. They turned around, defeated McNeese, fifty two to ten. Then they beat the Ragin' Cajuns, thirty three to twenty one. Fell to Houston, thirty four to twenty seven. That was a pretty close game. I think I watched some of that. Then they defeated UAB, twenty eight twenty four. Lost to Florida Atlantic, 17 to 14. In overtime, they defeated Louisiana Tech, 42 41. Lost to Charlotte, 56 to 23. Um, then defeated UTEP, 37 to 30. Before falling to Western Kentucky, 45 to 10. UTSA, 41 to 7, and North Texas, 21 to 17. So, not the ideal season for the Owls. As you can see, there were some matchups in there where they were definitely formidable opponents i think the projection from um the action network had us as a projected seven and a half point favorites in this game that's what i saw um i don't think the official lines have come out just yet or i did not see them as of this recording but going back taking a look at these rice owls as well um kind of like what we saw with ULM. One thing that really stands out to me looking at their overall stats is they give up 166.8 rushing yards mm-hmm. per game, which is, is something that, you know, I think if we're going to win the game, if we can get the ground game going, that should, you know, put us on our way in, in, in most cases. Feed Frank. Feed Frank. Yeah. Hope,
0: yeah hopefully the Superbacks can capitalize on that for sure. And, um, You know, they're coming in, they lost three games in a row to end the season, um, got hammered on a few of those. Um, So their quarterback may thrown 18 touchdowns, but also has 14 picks. Um, You know, it's a game that sets up, like I said, that that seems to be winnable. Uh, We've seen that we can compete with anybody. Some teams that maybe we should have beat a little worse, but, you know, we didn't quite figure out how to do that yet this year, so. I don't know seven and a half points. That seems like a lot to me, honestly. I don't, uh, you know, it's for 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 any team that we play, um, especially a team that's played some common opponents and, and done fairly well against them. So we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I don't know if you guys saw earlier, but uh, I, I sent it over. But Cloverleaf Mall tweeted out that our all-time record against Rice is six and six.
1: Uh, well, speaking of Cloverleaf uh, tweets, earlier today he tweeted or maybe it was yesterday, but I think it was today, that Southern Miss is 6-0 versus teams geographically located west of Hattiesburg and 0-6 and against teams that are geographically located east of Hattiesburg this season. Uh, that can bode well because Rice is west of Hattiesburg, but the game is going to be played in Mobile, with, which is east of Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind of cosmic juju that throws off, uh, and and which one you go with there. Well, either way, you would would have to think that this will be one of the last times
0: we'll play Rice uh, for the foreseeable future, and we're tied overall six games to six. So I sure like that last game, especially against a a team with a losing record. um, I'd like to leave out of there with a win, not only for that. I mean, a seven and six record for the Golden Eagles this year using that as a springboard headed into next year in the season again on a two game winning, just like we did last year. Remember how good we felt about as bad as the season was last year. We we're like, yeah, but man, we won two in a row, right? <laughs> so this year, if you can do that and end up with seven wins total and a winning record, that's uh that's, that's a lot to be, to, to, to look forward to. I
2: agree. I think the most important thing right now with where we're at as a program is, is just getting a win in this bowl game. And, Really don't care who it's against. Rice, we we're you know familiar with Rice. Like you said, six wins versus six wins. The the game last year uh, was a little disappointing. That was the game where Ty Keys looked like he was kind of coming into his own and got injured on that first drive of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we we lost twenty four to nineteen. I mean, it still was a winnable game even with what happened to Ty. But you know, you feel like if he would have been able to play the rest of the game, I felt pretty good about our chances. So, um. Yeah, I think the most important thing is getting a win. I think it, it was important for us to get back to a bowl, and I'm really glad we did that. But I think winning this bowl is is the momentum that we need heading into next season, which feels like we should be able to take this win total even further.
1: Yeah, seven and six is, is miles better than six and seven at the end of the season. Uh, and with... Uh, we know who our quarterback is going into the bowl game, unless knock on wood, something crazy happens to Trey Lowe between now and uh, two weeks from now. But that's two more weeks of practice Trey gets, you know, with first string reps, because we forget that he's only been the starting quarterback for three weeks and basically got no reps before then and was coming off of an injury. So I I like it. Uh, I I like the way we match up with Rice. I, our positives match up well with their negatives. Uh, our defense is still playing really strong. Uh, so I, I like our chances to finish the season on a high note and a winning season, which would be absolutely huge. I mean, we, we talked about it last week. We talked about it throughout the season. Uh, everybody's higher end expectations were five or six wins. Uh, so now we're in a bowl game with six wins. We've got a chance for seven. Uh, it can't be understated uh, how badly the program needs that. Yeah,
2: most definitely. So looking at some of the things here, um, as far as Southern Miss and Rice goes in Mobile. Just give me a second to load this up here. So if you're looking to go get tickets, so the ticket office, the deadline to get them per- fulfilled in, pr- in priority order Based on priority points and donor ranking is 5 p.m. on Thursday, December 8th. Please note that any orders placed after the priority deadline will be filled on a first come first serve basis and the general public on sale will begin Friday, December 9th at 9 a.m. So ticket prices are 45 per ticket and that's in these are in sections 126 through 130 and then 226 through 230 and $15 per ticket in sections 132 and 231. All tickets will be distributed via mobile delivery to the email address on your account Wednesday, December the 14th. So also, let's take a look at some of the events that are going down. I didn't see – I was kind of looking through things on the bowl central page, and I didn't really see like that out-of-the-box concert that you usually have. But there was a Mardi Gras parade, which, Mm. you know, that's kind of interesting.
1: Mobile style Mardi Gras.
2: Mobile style. I guess so. I guess they're gonna have moon pies and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it <laughs> that has its distinct differences. They, I mean, they claim to have invented Mardi Gras. Uh, I've been to, I've been to a mobile Mardi Gras parade. It was definitely different. I'm not a big parade person, though. So I didn't care for there or New Orleans. So.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that, and I don't I don't they are they're very what what would you say they're very overzealous about the term Mardi Gras down there, mm-hmm. and I mean I have a lot of friends down there, but I've never been like oh you, you you're right it's like.
1: <laughs> give it up new orleans took that from you new orleans does it, it so
2: much better right i'm sorry
1: <laughs> you, yeah i mean you can still do it if you want to with your moon pies and your rc yeah. colas and whatever but uh i mean just know that everybody else uh, they, they may believe you that you came up with it but they don't care
2: i mean we have a murder girl parade in hattiesburg now like if you were like you want to go to the Mardi Gras parade in Hattiesburg or the Mardi Gras parade in Mobile? I'd be like, I'm just gonna stay at the one in Hattiesburg. I'm sorry. Yeah. But if you're like, you want to go to like, you know, Bacchus? Like, yeah, let's do that.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> Bacchus. What about Bacchus? You been to that I'll,
2: one? i will go to Bacchus. I've broken that
1: one one time. In Bacchus? Yeah, that was fun. Nice.
0: We've only been one time. It was this? I think it was a Sunday parade afternoon. Tons Doesn't of daughters coming right? by.
1: Um, was like a dog. Yeah, 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 feed. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I rode on a float in that. It was it was a blast. They had lots of booze. They had tons of beads. They had a costume for me, and we just got drunk and threw beads at people.
0: And side note, uh, as far as the the Hattiesburg parade goes, how do we not call that hardy Gras? Uh,
1: I think Ooh, you, you,
2: you need, need to hit up that, Keith. You need to hit up I mean, Keith Superstore and let them know. How
0: in the world do you not go hardy yeah. Gras there? Yeah.
2: Yeah, interesting. I'd like
0: to say I came up with that, but I probably didn't.
2: Go well, you. I mean, it's the first time we've heard it on this show, so uh,
1: I've never heard it personally outside of the show or anything. So I, I, you can claim credit. All right. So events of the week. So Tuesday, December thirteenth, there's
2: team reception night. That's at Fort Whiting. Um, Wednesday, December fourteenth, in the morning, it's team beach day at Dolphin Island. I don't know what that entails. Um.
1: Thursday, take you to the
2: beach in the middle of December? That's what it sounds like. They get to Dolphin Island. I don't, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Then Team Service Day is on Thursday, December the fifteenth. I don't, I don't know what that entails either. I guess they're going to be in service to some. I guess oiling up people on the beach. I don't know what what uh, Team Service Day is going to be.
1: Probably like go. They go to like a soup kitchen and feed people, or uh, go go pack like holiday food baskets at a, at a uh, like a. Mission or something like that. Clean up all the grubby. Yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also that day, Wives' Day out at Wenzel's Oyster House. I don't know if that's tied in with Service Day or not. Um, also that day, December fifteenth, twelve thirty a.m. The USS Alabama band tour at the USS Alabama. Hey, fun story. Uh, I was a back in the day. I was a Cub Scout, and uh, they let us spend the night on the USS Alabama. Really? And I went to bed. Yeah. Oh, big old bed was it, wetter.
0: Was it the the motion of
2: the thing
0: or being in the water? Is it uh, cold in the, there?
2: I think it the was motion me, of the ocean. I think it was pro- a lot of it was me being seven and then no, putting, no, putting me on the this, top bunk.
0: Is this the
1: submarine <laughs> or the or the battleship?
2: Battleship. We the got battleship. to go to the submarine, but yeah, we we spent the night on the battleship. So
1: people uh, say that thing's haunted. Do you, do you see any ghosts? Do you hear any ghosts?
2: I that think the ghosts probably stayed away when the whole you know yeah. wedding thing. Yeah. And shout out to the dude who was on the bottom cot. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> it's been like 30 years, you know, yeah. 34, 35. I don't know. I'm not good with math. All right. So um, then also the Eminem Bank Flightworks tour at Flightworks, Alabama. That's an aerospace plant. I don't know what that is. December 15th. Also, then 630 p.m. On Friday, December 16th, the Greer slash This Is Alabama Mardi Gras Parade in downtown Mobile. If you go to SouthernMiss.com, there's a link to the parade route. Then at 7.30 p.m., there it will be uh, the Team Pep Rally at the Team Party venue. I don't know where that is, but I'm sure it will be up at SouthernMiss.com. Then at 8 p.m. on December 16th, The This is Alabama Street Party in downtown Mobile. That will be on Dolphin Street, which actually is a really cool street if you've ever been down and out um, in the the Mobile area. I used to do a bunch of shows there and really enjoyed it. And then Saturday, December 17th, 4.45 p.m., kickoff at Hancock Whitney Stadium. So there you have it. A lot of good stuff on the the landing page at southernmiss.com. The Golden Eagles taking on the Rice Owls. Also, if you look around the Sun Belt, I believe we have seven teams in bowl games. The first one right out of the gate might be one of the best bowl games in all of bowl season. That is on December 16th. Troy, number 24, Troy taking on number 25 UTSA, the battle of Sun Belt and Conference USA champions in the Cure Bowl in Orlando, Florida. I think Katie, Jason's wife, might be going to that one and leaving Jason behind to go to <laughs> Mobile. Um, of course, then Southern is taking on Rice. Marshall is taking on Yukon in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. South Alabama in the New Orleans Bowl against Western Kentucky. So this was kind of disappointing to me. Um, the not that South Alabama or Northwestern Kentucky are going, but that game is at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night. That was yeah. that would have sucked. Like you're yeah. supposed to have the New Orleans Bowl on a Saturday night, so you can you know,
0: like not work on Thursday.
2: Exactly. So you can have fun in New Orleans. You can have fun in New Orleans. So I mean, I guess they know Western and South. it's not going to be a lot of fans there. So, you know, maybe they're fine with it. But, like, if it was ULL or us, like, you would hope that you would have a Saturday night game. Then in the Independence Bowl Friday, December 23rd, uh, the uh, Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns are taking on the Houston Cougars. On Tuesday, December 27th, Georgia Southern is taking on Buffalo, and then on Tuesday – also on Tuesday, December 27th, Coastal Carolina is taking on East Carolina, John Gilberts versus the Beach Chickens. So,
0: In Birmingham, right?
2: In Birmingham, that is correct. Yeah. And the Georgia Southern-Buffalo game is in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, so – there you have Sunbelt Bowl season seven teams going to bowls. Excited about that. Troy absolutely just uh, dominated Coastal Carolina to win the Sunbelt Championship over the weekend as well. And don't see any reason to dive into that. But Troy pretty much dominated from the outset in that game. Yeah. Big time. So get your bowl tickets, preferably through the ticket office. Um, you know, priority. Southern Miss be-
1: makes money when you buy them that way. So that you makes, you Miss buy makes somebody money. Somebody else away. Southern Miss does not make money.
2: And, hey, if you don't like your seats, I have a feeling you'll be able to go to whatever seat you want to go sit in, all right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it'll it'll be our fans and nobody else. <laughs>
2: yeah, it'll be like a pseudo home game, so.
1: 35 Rice parents will be there. Other than that, you'll, you'll <laughs> have your run of the stadium with black and gold friendlies. Rice, maybe Rice will bring all the tarps, you know? Maybe.
2: We'll see. Big on tarp game. Big on tarp game, yeah.
1: All right. So yeah, the athletic department buys like 2000 tickets and just covers those seats and tarps. That would be that'd be awesome.
2: All right, so Southern Miss basketball uh, had two games this week. When we can get it started back at home, Southern Miss uh, was taking on the Montana Grizzlies this past Tuesday, November 29th.
0: Yeah, so it was a it was a fun game to go to. Uh, we we won this game 64 to 54. Uh, the attendance, I'm telling you guys, keeps growing. Announced attendance at this game, 3,022. Didn't have the pep band for this one, but um, it was nice. Students showed out. Uh, they, they did a Greek night promotion that really paid off, I thought. Um, and I think they really made an impact on the game, too. I know I know, the Montana coach uh, felt it, and he was kind of jabbing back and forth with the students. Uh, they had some heated moments, so that was, that was good to see. It's been a while.
2: Um, it, was, it was like those Larry
1: Looney's days.
0: Yeah, yeah, very similar, man. They're really giving it to him.
1: Especially when whiny Kevin, Kevin, what was his name at UAB? Um, Samson? No, it was Mike Davis. Mike it Davis. It was Mike Davis. It was Mike Davis. said whiny bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he did. He, he did not do well with the loonies
1: for sure. I don't like Mike Davis, and I don't like Gary Patterson. Though. Former head coach of TCU, he was a whiny bitch, too. (laughs) I had on the TCU game this
2: weekend, speaking of which, and their current head coach, I think it's Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes, yeah. He looked like a cross between Jay Hobson and a bullfrog.
1: He looked
2: like a bullfrog. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, so, you know, I think we mentioned on last week's show, we we thought that Montana's size would, would be an issue. And it was, man. They're a good team. Uh, one of the better teams that we've faced this year, and we're starting to get everybody's best shot. You know, at, at that point we were seven and zero. Or well, after that game we were seven and zero. So uh, they, they, it was it was a nice test. Um, Hase had a night eighteen point seven rebounds. He was two of two from downtown, six of six from the stripe. Pinckney had ten points and was two of three from three point range as well. Crawley uh, only only nine points, but he had a huge one handed inbounds play early that i thought really ignited the crowd and and got everybody going i only talk about people that have scored more than uh, scored in double figures but he not only did he have that dunk he also signed my son my son's little uh usm pennant that he brought took a pick with him after the game um really showed him some love out there so that was really cool the star of the game in my opinion was probably donovan ivory uh he he went off uh, came off the bench um as he always does, first man off the bench there, uh, 20 points, five rebounds, and a very impressive and very impactful seven of seven from the free throw line. Many of those free throws came late, uh, as Montana started fouling with like three minutes or maybe even more than three minutes to go in the game. So uh, he, he they kept fouling him, and he kept knocking them down. Um, not the usual number of points of turn up points off turnovers as we are getting used to. But Montana just didn't turn it over. Um, it was a different kind of game. They, they really – I think they came in just wanting to muck it up and, um, and kind of get us uh, out of our rhythm, um, try to bully us around a little bit. And um, – but, but, yeah, they, they only had eight turnovers. We had four. So I guess it was a, it was a pretty well-played game on, on that end. Lots of fouls, lots of threes. They made eight threes. We made six threes. Lots of good free throw shooting. They went 10 of 10 from the line. We went 20 of 26. But, yeah, this is a fun game to be at. Uh, Hase was out there waving his arms, uh, getting the crowd into it. Um, I mentioned that monster dunk by Crawley. Donovan Ivory, uh, DI, just going off. And and it's nice to know, honestly, that we could win that half-court style game, you know, Um, just a bruiser kind of game. Uh, we didn't get out, and, and they didn't let us run uh, uh, off the turnovers like we're used to. Um, but it was nice to see that we could win in that half-court style and got loud in there a few times, man. It was it was good to be back and uh, good to see people starting to come out.
2: Yeah, you definitely can see And I think the, the football team was there as well, They um, honored hmm. the football team at halftime.
0: You're right. Came out and threw some T-shirts to the crowd. Uh, and then I, I, I think they stayed after the game, too, so. It's good to see you, man. It was really good to see I'm sure a lot of the baseball guys were there. They're always there. Um, this whole thing's starting to come back around, man. Maybe Joe Paul's on to something. Maybe Southern Miss is starting to get their swag back. Um, it, but that was, a, that was a fun
1: fun game to be at for sure. It's absolutely huge for the athletic department if basketball can sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Because for most of the time, basketball is just a drain of resources. But if you're selling tickets to basketball games and basketball is bringing in money, it helps so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so I, I hope they can keep this thing rolling because some good crowds at home not only are a whole lot of fun, but we can use every dollar we, we can get. So the Golden Eagles
2: getting the uh, 64 64-54 victory over the Montana Grizzlies, which takes us to today, December the 4th. Southern Miss heading over to Natchitoches to take on a, a very, very tough Northwestern State team. This is a team that had beaten uh, number 14 at the time, TCU. Um, so they've, they've kind of been on a, on a winning streak lately. If you're going to talk about this game, it all starts with DeMarcus Sharp for Northwestern State. 32 points, 6 rebounds. Five assists, one block, one steal. I mean, they had, what, four players in double figures, um, but he was really the one that that cemented this game for the Demons.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Southern Miss probably runs away with this game. He had, had an
2: all-time night,
0: um, and you mentioned it, but, yeah, man, Northwestern State's good. It sounds funny to say that, you know, but they really are. They're really good. They play in what looks like an airplane hangar, but, you know, they played their ass off in that thing. So um, we're definitely not ones that can start talking about other people's basketball arenas. But that was a really weird looking one. Um, they came into this game at five and two, they, but they had won five in a row, including that game against TCU, like you like you said. Um, you know, one of their two losses came to Texas Tech, who I think was just an NCAA championship game last year. Was that last year? They made it all the way to that thing? I think it was. Maybe. Yeah. So, you know, they played some tough competition. Uh, Southern Miss was, was down by one point at halftime. And I, I know that they ended up losing the game on a buzzer beater, but didn't they not hit a buzzer beater at halftime as well? I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 40 to, down one point, 40 to 39 on a buzzer beater at halftime. That's a really high scoring game for Southern Miss. And, and you know, so last week, um, northwestern state had actually scored 78 points in the second half versus Stephen F austin so they could they can put up a lot of points and that was you know something that that concerned all of us i think it's somebody, it's a team that can score that many points not that Sutter miss can't do that but we're still playing without two starters right uh Nefty's still out and denage is still out um uh, with a team that's still gelling um, and like we've already already mentioned we're kind of getting everybody's best shot right now so you're playing a game on the road against a good team that came in hot uh, with two of your starters up. So <clears throat> there we are. Austin Crowley, you know, didn't have his best night. Nine points. He, he made three three-pointers, and that was it. Uh, uncharacteristically had six turnovers. That's not going to happen very often. Um, there's Most games he's the best player on the floor, and they just got him out of, out of sorts tonight somehow. Um, Sutter missed with 19 turnovers total. That's something that does not usually happen. I want to say our average coming in was around seven. And it might not happen again the the rest of this year. Um, But, but, and again, that's things that are probably prone to happen when you play good teams, when you're on the road and your starting point guard is out. Hase ended up with 23 points, nine rebounds, five assists, had a heck of a game. Uh, One of the better passers that I ever remember putting on a Southern Miss uniform. He's really got, he's got, he's got it all. Um, even going up against whatever that guy's name it was a Warley or, uh, the, the big seven foot three, 300 pound dude.
1: Yeah, you know, he's huge State? seven, three,
0: 300 pounds. That's a, that's a wrestler, you know? Um, but went toe to toe and, and, uh, and, and, and really played well against the big man, uh, Pinkney. He had a good night, went for 19 and 12. And he also had two humongous free throws right there at the end to tie it up. We're down two with about 20 seconds to go, 20, 25 seconds to go. And uh, and he knocked down both of those free throws. I thought Marcelo Perez came in off the bench and looked great, played 28 minutes. He was a factor on the offensive end for sure, 11 points, four assists and a block. But, yeah, I mean, the the, the night, you know, belonged to, uh, to, to Sharp. And uh, at some point, you got to tip your hat. Um, I mean, 32 points and the dagger at the end. But anybody what w-
2: Yeah, while while I was breaking up there, that, that was a tremendous shot hit right there as Tom was going out on the buzzer to, so, to get the victory.
1: Yeah, you couldn't even be mad at it. It was gorgeous. Uh, but, I mean, the the guy just had a monster night. He had a monster night the game before, and he's... He's not the only dangerous piece on that team. They got a lot of guys that can shoot. But uh, Bump, it, it looks like, well, maybe not. It looks like maybe you can go back to talking if you want to pick up. We lost you towards the end of that.
0: Okay. No, I mean, well, you guys, uh, it sounds like you are you finished up what I was going to say, man. It was a tough night, but, you know, if you're going to go down, lose to a good team and lose to the buzzer, two starters out.
1: Yeah, to we weren't we weren't going to go undefeated this year. We're we're going to lose. We're going to lose some more ball games. I have, I have faith that we're going to lose or we're going to win more than we lose. But I mean, it's basketball. It's a long season. Very rarely does a team go undefeated. And uh, so we, we shouldn't get too hung up on this one. That, That was a good team in their gym. And we lost by a guy hitting a buzzer beater that scored 32 points on the night. I mean, what can you do? You know,
0: one thing that you could have done, which is the, this is a really dumb idea, but as hot as he was with the game tied, did you guys think at all about fouling as soon as we threw the ball in or as soon as they threw the ball in and just putting them on the line?
2: Not not with the game being tied.
0: I know. Yeah. I know. In my mind, let me that's what you had to do. But that, you know, either they were going to take the left or we were going to take the left shot. And we kind of had a choice in the matter, but obviously that's, that'd be idiotic to do that, but it did run through my
2: mind. I was kind of, yeah, you kind of want, you know, let them take a shot. And it was a, it was a well contested shot. It's not like, you know, we just let him have his, like that was a tough shot to make. I mean, that was a, that was similar to the shot Hase made last week, you know? Um, so yeah, I've got to give him all the credit, but yeah, you, you, you hope for some overtime action there.
0: Yeah, very good game. Lead changed hands 16 times, tied 11 times, and a buzzer beater at the end of the I mean, it's a damn fine basketball game.
2: So this week, this Saturday, the Golden Eagles are back at home taking on Lamar at 2 p.m., and then they're on the road uh, Tuesday, December 13th, at 7 p.m. at Lamar. Are they just going to
1: carpool with Lamar when they go home? Just be like, hey, guys, can we, <laughs> we catch a ride? We'll get an Uber back.
2: That's not a bad idea, really. Uh, yeah, so then they'll be back, ho- back home on Sunday, December 18th, taking on McNeese. the day after the bowl game. So you've got uh, one game this week for the Golden Eagles. All right, Shane, do you have any sports updates for
1: us this week? I do. We got a couple of fall sports going on, the same two fall sports that were going on last week, but uh, volleyball is still in action. The ladies won in the first two rounds of the national invitational volleyball championships. Those games were played at Troy University on Thursday, December the 1st. The ladies defeated Alabama State three sets to one. That was after falling in the first set, the ladies stormed back to win the next three to earn the first postseason win in volleyball program or Southernness volleyball program history. Uh, Mia Wesley had 21 kills, one block and an ace. Kenzie Smith had 46 assist and 10 digs for a double double. Uh, I was actually watching this on Z ESPN plus and, uh, a fire alarm started going off in the third set and they had to evacuate the gym. Uh, and so I didn't watch after that because it was like a 30 minute delay. It just went to like the ESPN. Your game is in a delay uh, screen. And I, I got to doing something else and didn't come back and watch the end, but uh, they did win that three sets to one in advance to play UT Martin in the second round. That was on Friday. The second Won that one in straight sets that win made Jenny Hazelwood the winningest first-year coach in program history. So uh, starting to, to set uh, a few history bookmarks there. First postseason win in, in program history. She's got the most wins in a single season by a first-year coach in program history. So uh, some some good uh, momentum here to end the season and get going into next season. Uh, the stat leaders for the Golden Eagles were Kara Atkinson and uh, Kaylin Demps. They both had 14 kills. Kenzie Smith had 37 assists and Megan Harris had 29 digs. The ladies with that win do advance to the quarterfinals of the NIVC. Uh, they'll face Western course Carolina up in the Western part of my state in Kula, North Carolina, there's some interesting names up here. I know Mississippi has got some crazy town names too. I mean, there's hot coffee and alligator and then some, uh, What's the one that's in between? Uh, oh, Pachuta. Pachuda. Casiesco <clears throat> uh, might want some of that. Kosciuszko uh, is pretty wild, but every time we'd be driving somewhere where you're going up 59 and like towards Meridian and you got to go past Pachuta. Know, for like 30 minutes, my stupid ass would just say the word Pachuda and <laughs> different, different funny voices or, or fitting it into sentences. Uh, like, oh, it got me right in the <laughs> Uh You know, just it, it's, a, it's a fun word. Anyway, anyway, uh, the Kului Pachuta, whatever uh, they that West uh, match at Western Carolina will be Wednesday, December the 7th at five o'clock. Uh, I would imagine that these games would also be on ESPN Plus, like the former ones, if you want to watch the Lady Eagles play some postseason volleyball down to the quarterfinals. So, awesome. Uh, Also, women's basketball in action. Ladies had two games last week. Faced Mississippi College on Wednesday the 30th. Walked away with a 74-42 victory. Femi Funes made her first start as a Lady Eagle, and Malia Grayson returned to the starting lineup for the first time since the 16th of November uh, and and made a big impact with 19 points. Dom Davis did lead the Lady Eagles in scoring with 24 points. Next up was a road game at Samford on Saturday the 3rd. Ladies were not as fortunate in this one as they fell 59-71. to Dom Davis once again. Uh, that's going to sound like a broken record by the end of the season, but led the Lady Eagles in scoring with 17 points. She added six rebounds and three steals. Malia Grayson also contributed 13 points and seven rebounds. And Lauren Gross rounding out the double-digit scores with 11. Next up for the Lady Eagles are at Bama Sunday, the 11th, at 2 o'clock. And that'll do it for now.
0: Hey, a side note on Lamar coming into town this weekend to face the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was just looking at. Um, number one, they have four guys averaging in double figures, um, but they also come in with a little bit of size. We mentioned the big guy in Northwestern State today, but they have two guys, six foot ten. One is Yuto Yamanuchi out of Japan, mm-hmm. um, and the other one is Valentin Cap. Uh They both average like 12, 15 minutes, in game, but we got a little bit of size and we talk about name of your contenders from time to time. I have one. Lamar Ford, Jason Third Kill Junior.
1: Third kill.
0: Third kill. And, and ironically a uh, third kill is out of Detroit, Michigan.
1: Hmm. Well, right. well, you know, with that third kill guy, you just gotta go right for his Pachuto right in the beginning <laughs> and, and get him you get him in the Pachudo one good time, and I think you neutralize him for the rest of the game.
2: <laughs> also, related to that Lamar game, and I'll go ahead and start the shout-outs shout outs out. I want to give a shout-out to Slade White. Had a chance to catch up with Slade the other day, uh, him and Shara. And this Saturday, Four Street Bar, they're having a, a, a Golden Eagle basketball appreciation. I'll read exactly what it says from their Facebook event. Um, come tailgate with us before our Golden Eagles take on Lamar at 2 p.m. After the game, we are drawing for Southern Prohibition and basketball prizes. We are featuring Gold Rush beer all day. A little little birdie told me Jay Ladner will be showing up to play great 80s jams on the jukebox after the game. So uh, go out to uh, 4th Street Bar before and after the game. Uh, Cheer the Golden Eagles on to victory and and shout out to Slade. Jason, do you have any shout outs?
0: Yeah, I want to give a shout out or two. Um, Luke Johnson at the basketball game um, uh, last weekend. And um, I guess it was the uh, Grizzly game. Uh, Sander uh, Kelly Sander came came back down and sat down there with us like just like old times. Um, Aaron Hall uh, let me and Jack come sit courtside with him for a little bit. I never got a chance to do that, so very appreciative of that. Ran into Stephen Leggett uh, actually out in the working world during the week last week. He listens in mm. all the time. Ran into him down in the Moss Point area. And shout out to my dad, man, he's doing great. Somehow, some way, he thinks he's coming to a basketball game this weekend. So we'll see if that happens. I hope he does. But uh, yeah, shout out to my dad. All right, it's Shane. That
1: heart of a virgin that he had installed. It's he's got, <laughs> got a new lust for life. <laughs> Shane, do you have any All shout said. outs? Uh, I do have a couple of shout outs. I was uh, texting with Rick Zachary yesterday or today the the time all blends together i can't remember but what's up zach uh always good shit chatting with him uh and also wanted to throw a shout out i saw something on the social medias uh in the last few days i saw will taylor got engaged oh that's right that's right so congratulations will taylor uh love that guy he's awesome um can, yeah. Huge congratulations, Golden man. Fan. Yeah, absolutely. Huge Golden Eagle
2: fan. Do you think they have cheese rolls at the wedding or pepper jack? God, I hope so. Those things are
0: delicious. Got to, got to. Little bites of heaven.
2: Yeah, definitely. All right, well, so guys, bowl game coming up. Uh, you know, I don't know. We're all excited. You can go ahead and get your tickets through the Southern Miss ticket office. They should be emailing you a link if you are a season ticket holder, and or Eagle Club member. So. Be, be prepared for the the gold rush heading down to mobile in gosh a little under two weeks won't be long head on and check everybody oh
1: sorry no go ahead, uh, go ahead. if anybody wants to buy me a plane ticket uh I'll, I'll buy the whiskey once i get in town and or does anybody have a plane you know yes so don't have to buy me a plane ticket i will fly private if you want to send the plane for me yeah, go go to
2: Apex, North Carolina, stop back through Hattiesburg, and then hit Mobile.
1: Perfect. Yeah, uh, the the Raleigh executive jet port is actually uh, a little south of me. It's it's a little that would be a little bit more convenient than flying into Raleigh-Durham uh, International.
2: Uh, and, th- and thankfully,
1: so. it's not where the power went out up there this weekend, so that's Dude, good. Yeah, it's wild, <laughs> wild stuff. It's I, I don't know. I've got my theories. We'll see how that shakes out.
2: What are you, what are you sipping on tonight, Shane?
1: Um, I actually, last week I was sipping on that Maker's Mark BRT01. Um, so I have since had the BRT02, but I poured up a glass of that tonight and then a little bit of the RT1 to do a comparison. So I've been sipping them back and forth, uh, trying to figure out if I like the American or the French oak staves better. And, uh, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. It's uh, I guess we'll go America just because. But um, they're both pretty good. The the American one is a little like more like toffee caramel sweet, which I don't have a problem with in a whiskey. So that's that's one I'm going to go with.
2: All right. So we've got two episodes left in 2022. If you would like to sponsor an episode, go to to the top you can sponsor it in name of anybody you would like. Most everything will get approved unless it's something that we don't like, which we haven't had that happen thus far. So if you want to shout out somebody for their birthday, wish them <laughs> Merry Christmas, wish the Golden Eagles good luck, promote your business, promote your brand, 50 bucks for an episode to the top talk. We got two left uh, in this calendar year. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top talk.
3: Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you